Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world. Think about it. Yeah. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing the show. Yeah, yeah we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, this is Coach Liebs and this is episode 47 of Coach Talk. I actually recorded the episode this morning. I sat down with the head football coach at Don Bosco Prep, Mike Teal. He also played quarterback at Don Bosco Prep where he had an undefeated record uh, as two year, for two years as a starter. Uh, and, and I just brought him on to talk about what the uh, Bosco-Bergen rivalry means to him, uh, you know, obviously with the game upcoming on Saturday. Just wanted to sit down with him. I think he, he was a part of seven games as, as a player, and now this will be his sixth game as a coach um, against Bergen. So he's obviously been, you know, a part of it for nearly a decade and just kind of wanted to get his opinion and, his, and, and share some stories with him about how special this rivalry is. Uh, we had just come off the field. We we practiced this morning at 5.30 a.m. Uh, there's a, a snowstorm coming in New Jersey, so Bosco had a half day of school. And by school rules, we're not allowed to hold you know after-school activities when, when school's been cut short due to weather. So we couldn't afford, obviously, not to practice before the, the most important game of the season. Uh, so we chose to practice at 5.30 this morning. Uh, had a good day. By the time the kids stopped complaining about the weather, we executed well and, and had a good day. And then immediately after practice, uh, me and Mike came in and, and we just talked about the rivalry game and, and talked about what to expect this weekend. So I hope you guys enjoy. What up? This is uh, Coach Leaves. Welcome to episode 47 of Coach Talk. Uh, we're here with a familiar face and a special guest, head coach at Don Bosco Prep, Mike Teal. Uh, coach Teal was also a, he's a Bosco alum, class of 04, uh, starting quarterback here, was undefeated in his high school career, also undefeated against Bergen Catholic. Uh, he was 7-0 in his career against Bergen Catholic as a player and now is, is, is about to coach in his sixth game against Bergen Catholic as a coach where he has a three and two record and we're hoping to, to keep that a winning record after, after this weekend. What up, Mike? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. It's a good week for it. No doubt, man. Uh, so, you know, this is a, a lot of people who know the, the Bosco-Bergen rivalry knows as one of, you know, the best rivalries in all of high school football, you know, in the whole country, especially in New Jersey. So I just wanted to talk to you, someone who's been in, you know, over 10 games in your career. What does this rivalry mean, mean to you? It's the best one there is. Uh, yeah. It's better than any game I ever played in college. Uh, you know, it was different than the NFL. Bosco and Bergen, they call it Bergen Bosco. It's just, it's what everything's about. It's why you come to one of these two schools. You know, when when I was here, obviously the, the rival was a little bit, little bit one-sided. It's mm-hmm. definitely kind of evened itself out a little bit. You know, the last, I think the last seven games have all been decided by a touchdown or less. So yep. it's a competitive, fierce rivalry. Yep. They don't like us. We don't like them. Our students don't like their students. Our parents don't like their parents. Their parents don't like our parents. Right. 
the administrators don't like it's just it's what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be in a rival mm-hmm. i remember uh coach iggy before we played them week four uh in pregame that was kind of his talk he was like listen you guys all grew up together you guys all seventh eighth grade played together and then there came a point where they made a decision that was different than yours they decided to go there we decided to go here and he was like you know it's 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 us versus them like it's it take it is personal you yeah know? yeah we don't like the team that's in red and gold we yeah just don't like them no doubt and and I, I agree with you it's it's a different feel like we both coached together at Rutgers and we've played in some of the biggest stadiums in the country and like that atmosphere and just how much it means to the kids and like you know you like when we scored you you see how fired up our kids were when we played them week four like it's it's just a different feeling than than anything else um and kind of like you alluded to uh, back from, from 2000 to 2013, I think Bosco had won 13 straight games. Mm-hmm. And then the last four, it's been, it's been two and two. So it's kind of evened out recently. Uh, what are the biggest differences for you in the rivalry uh, as a player versus as a coach? Like how, how does your mindset differ or, or the game itself? Uh, not much, because again, whether you're a player or a coach, you don't like them, they don't like you. Right. you know, I think as a player, when, when I was here at Bosco, there was a different kind of sense of, of domination that we had against them. I mean, mm. we, we lined up and we were just gonna kick their ass. Like we were just gonna beat them. Yeah. You know, there was no question about it. No, my first, the first game I started against them as a junior, we won 49 nothing. I mean, it, it wasn't a game. You know, they mm-hmm. had some good players, but we just dominated them. Yeah. Uh, my senior year, again, same thing. We, we beat them, you know, we beat them up pretty good. You know, as the time's gone on, the rivalry has gotten more consistent as far as you know, the players are kind of dispersed evenly on both teams. They have good players, we have good players, yeah. they have good coaches, we have good coaches. It's really become a, a matter of, in an emotional rivalry game, who can make the less mental mistakes, you know? And yeah. that's really, in the first game this year, Absolutely. that's what cost us. 100%. We made more mental mistakes and, and they didn't. They executed a little bit better in any rivalry game. Who executes better? It's not about the players, you gotta execute. And they did a little bit better, and that's why we yeah. were able to win 14-13. No doubt. And I think, too, you know, speaking on the last seven games been decided by a touchdown or less, it's something I've been talking to the receivers a lot all week is like, oh, we have to make sure that we're coming into this game with the mentality that we're playing our best football in the last eight minutes of the game. Because that's what it's going to come down to. It's, it's not enough to come start off fast and score in the first mm-hmm. and second quarter. Like, we know this is going to be a dogfight. We know it's going to be a one-possession game. So we better be playing our best football, you know, the last eight minutes. I think that's something as a group we got to execute and, and finish this game is, is a big focus for us. Yeah, as the head coach, you know, talking to the team in the week three when we played them, I would have said we have to finish a game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that to the team right. this year. I'm going to talk about, you know, the chop and about hitting the spot right. over and over again. Don't worry about the score. Don't worry about the time in the game. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing your job. When there's four zeros on the clock, then you look up and you see what the score is. More often than not, if you can do that, you're going to like it. Right. The challenge is being able to do that. And it's hard. It's extremely hard for a college kid, for an NFL player, let alone a high school player, in a rivalry game where there's a lot of emotion to just continually do your job over and over and over, not worry about circumstance, and then finally look up and see the scoreboard. And if we can do that, you know, we'll we'll like the outcome. The challenge is, if, are we going to be able to do that for four quarters? Yeah, absolutely. What's been, so I, I, over, you know, what's it been? Almost 12, 13 games playing Bergen in your career. What's been your, your favorite memory if you had to pick one from this rivalry? beating them on their field as the home team in 2002. Uh, we yeah. played the state championship game. It was supposed to be at MetLife. It got snowed out. They couldn't reschedule games because there was a college game on Saturday and then the mm-hmm. NFL game was on Sunday. It used to be the old Giant Stadium, mm-hmm. so we couldn't play at Giant Stadium. We couldn't play on our field because we didn't have turf yet. We had grass and it was all eat, beaten up from the game or from the year. So we had to play at their stadium 
we wore maroon on their field mm. they wore white we were really had access to the home sideline and the home locker room we stayed on our sideline we stayed in our locker room right. and we beat them 26 to 7 i think it okay. was i mean we dominated the game it yeah. was it was a physical game as as any game with these guys are but we were able to physically kind of beat them up on their field as the home team that was probably the coolest thing back in 02 yeah that's awesome that's great. And and what what was the difference, or was there a difference? You know, you coached this game as a coordinator when you first came back to Bosco from Rutgers, and now obviously as a head coach. Is there a difference in the, in the way you prepare for this game uh, personally as as a coordinator versus a head coach? Um, not really. Yeah, I, I think maybe a little bit. In far as when you're a coordinator, your goal is to try to score every time you get the ball. You know, as a head coach, you have to you have to play conservative into the factor of the game into how the game's going. As a play caller on offense. You know, you're trying to score, you know, right. and you let the head coach tell you, hey, be smart here or don't take a shot or, you know, let's play for field position, stuff right, like that. Right. And that's kind of a head coach's role. So, you know, uh, I'm not calling the plays. I'm involved with the offense. But in my mind, you know, I always want to score and I have to yeah. take a step back and, and let the coordinator handle that and then let me kind of focus on the whole situation in the game. Where's field position? What's the game like? What's the score? What's the weather like? Is there wind? All that stuff. And I'll take all that into consideration and then make a decision off of that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um, it's a big week for us. We've had a, a good week of practice so far. I think it's been high energy. We've, we've been focused. Um, we got to finish it with a great walkthrough tomorrow, and then and then it, it's showtime, and and we got to put these kids in position to be successful. Let them go make plays, and and like you said, we got to stay disciplined and execute a little bit better. Yeah. Make up for that one point. At the end of the day, have fun because it's Bergen. No doubt. And, and it's and it's the last time. Like like it was interesting. The regular season, we knew there might be a chance that this happens again. Yeah. All these kids know there's some seniors that will never, ever get this chance again, no matter what happens. So yeah. it's exciting. I appreciate it. This is uh, Coach Leaves and Coach Mike Teal on episode 47 of Coach Talk. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line. Now, running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah.